Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's Medicinal Monday on the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors who support individuals in reversing disease and reclaiming optimal health through whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. So today we're talking about the notes. And uh, yes, you might be familiar with we're altering your health, making our way from head to toe. And we have uh, our next stop is the nose. And when it comes to the nose, I think we all think about, I know I think about the symptoms that I've had in my past when it comes to like congestion and stuffy nose and runny nose. And uh, we're going to be talking more about, you know, other upper respiratory infection stuff when we get down to the throat and whatnot. Uh, But when it comes to the nose, it's really, you know, allergies is the main thing that plagues us. Allergic rhinitis, hay fever, Um, that chronic congestion, maybe working its way into sinuses and whatnot, sinus infections. And, and, you know, that, that just stuffiness that a lot of people just experience as the normal status quo, maybe coming and going with the seasons. But the fact is we don't need to, and this is, you know, certainly a topic passionate that I'm passionate about just because I have a history of childhood allergies and asthma And um, I feel so great being free from that. And uh, I know that we all have the capability to really balance our immune system. So we're going to be talking all about these things, of course, starting with kind of the anatomy, physiology side of things, then some symptom relief techniques and uh, mechanisms, what we can do. And then, of course, making our way into more addressing the immune system and helping to balance our immune system so that we can be free from allergies. Oh yeah. Also we'll talk about nose breathing and how actually, um, our nose is of course for breathing and we can breathe through our nose to help with our resolution of allergy symptoms, balancing the nervous system and so much more. Yes. Wonderful introduction, Dr. Ben. Cool. Yes. So let's start off with just some nose basics, talking a little bit about anatomy and uh, what we need to know to really understand what allergies are. And so I think the first thing that we always like to remind people is that the nose is designed for breathing 
and the mouth is designed for eating and talking and doing all sorts of other things. Yes, we can breathe through our mouth, but it's really preferred if we breathe through our nose. Yeah. And that's because when we breathe through our nose, the air comes in, it passes through all these ridges called turbinates that actually filter and humidify the air that we're breathing in. So the very first line of defense is actually this nasal mucosa, these turbinates. These turbinates, sorry, excuse me. These turbinates that act as this filter, uh, even you know, really before uh, potential allergens or pathogens or whatever can uh, interface with uh, our our inners of the body. <laughs> so the sinuses, um, actually, you know, a lot of people don't really know why they exist. Um, there's not a clear mechanism of the sinuses, but they do seem to play into that, uh, you know, humidification of the air that we're breathing. Um, and it's interesting to think that we've got just these big holes in our head. That's what the sinuses are, these kind of empty spaces, or at least they should be empty, but they can fill up with mucus and get clogged up and we can experience fullness and pressure and headaches um, due to that sinus congestion. Uh, but yeah, I think the important thing to know is that all of our nasal passageways, turbinates, sinuses are of course lined with a mucosa. And that is really where a lot of the immune system is living. Um, and, and like you were saying, you know, we're breathing in through our nose and any toxin, any potential pathogen can be stopped in its tracks right there um, upon entry into our nose. And then, of course, um, like the, the boogers and like that, that kind of acute congestion when we're, you know, walking in a grassy field or something like that. That's um, or dusty things and breathing things in. That's totally normal and natural. That means that our nose is doing a good job of filtering, um, and then we should be blowing that out rather than sucking it in and breathing it in and and whatnot. And swallowing it. Swallowing it <laughs> and getting to that. You know, yeah, it's very common to, to swallow, and then you get the post nasal drip you know, working its way into like the sore throat. So we want the nose to be the defense system, and you know blow it when we need to and breathe through it to allow uh, the optimal filtration of the air that we're breathing um, to avoid that exposure to toxins as well as any potential pathogens. Right, right. But yeah, it's important to know that we have immune cells that live in our nasal mucosa, and they're really ready to defend us whenever we may encounter any kind of foreign pathogen. And uh, also important to know that when we do have an increased uh, production of mucus, that mucus is also filled with white blood cells. It's actually that mucus is there to serve a purpose and, and actually aid in the resolution of, uh, you know, whatever kind of infection we might be encountering. Um, so, you know, part of having a healthy nasal mucosa is also having um, healthy cilia. Cilia are like these little finger-like um, kind of uh, structures that line the mucosa and really help with the uh, with the movement of that mucus mm -hmm. so that we don't have this stagnation of mucus because that's when, you know, that's when we can have the uncomfortable symptoms of congestion when things totally. aren't moving. Totally. And uh, so, so nasal congestion is kind of the first thing that of course, uh, you know, very common allergy symptom, but that can put us at risk for developing other symptoms and conditions like the sinus infection, like the ear, you know, infection. ear infection that we talked about last week, like the, upper respiratory infection that um, we'll talk about in weeks to come. 
Um, so, you know, nose is really obviously an important structure and, uh, but let's talk, let's shift gears and talk about like, you know, kind of introducing this idea of allergies and allergens and what it's coming from. And, you know, of course, everyone's got their potential susceptibility, sensitivity, uh, but really, you know, it's not like, uh, for me, you know, for me growing up, it was grass and pollen and dogs and cats, you know, the typical stuff. And it's not like dogs and cats and grass and pollen have anything, uh, you know, like that talk like directly toxic or poisonous or anything that causes symptoms for all, for everyone and anyone. Right. You know, so when you're with a, a family or a group of people, it's, you know, a couple people have runny noses, but not everyone. Why is that? And that has to do with kind of the imbalance of the immune system and the strain on the immune system, that kind of systemic inflammatory response. And of course, everyone's got the unique um, sensitivity. And I like to think about it as kind of just the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. You know, we've got this kind of heightened immune response, and then we kind of put something in, whether it's, uh, you know, a grass protein or, a, you know, pollen or some pet dander, and it's just like too much, you know, it sensitizes the immune system. Yeah. So then in the future, when the body encounters that same protein, it's like, all right, let's send in all of the, you know, inflammatory uh, white blood cells and everything we need, the mast cells, the histamine uh, to fight off this evil, you know, pollen protein when really it is a very benign structure it's just that the immune system yeah. has been sensitized to it so we'll we'll talk at the end about kind of rebalancing the immune system which is certainly playing the long game you know it's it doesn't happen overnight the restructuring rebalancing uh of the immune system but first let's talk about alleviating these symptoms kind of managing these symptoms in a natural way because of course the conventional approach to uh you know allergies and nasal sinus congestion is decongestants, you know, things that just kind of dry you out. Uh, but if you think about it, um, you know, the, those mucous membranes should be nice and moist and healthy and a ni nice, moist, healthy mucous membrane is actually that, again, that line of defense towards any foreign invader. Um, so people who are taking decongestions are then, then therefore more susceptible and vulnerable to those secondary infections, to the, you know, ear infections, uh, upper respiratory infections, sinus infections, because their mucous membranes aren't really doing what they're intended to do. Um, so of course we, the, the natural approach quote unquote is not decongestion, but actually moving the congestion, more productive congestion. And that's where things like hydrotherapy come into place, specifically steam inhalation, you know, bringing a pot of water to boil on the stove, throwing in some nice antimicrobial soothing herbs like oregano, thyme, rosemary, whatever else, draping a towel over your head and then breathing, hopefully through the nose, you know, and, and um, you know, allowing that steam to kind of moisten the mucous membranes and get things moving. Right. And then the, the next next thing is more, Alter, yeah. more specific for when things get are really kind of stuck and there's that sinus involvement. Yes. Alternating compress on the sinuses is so relieving. I did this a lot when I was dealing with mold allergies in Portland. And what you do is you simply put a warm, wet compress on whatever sinuses are affected for about three minutes. And then you alternate with a cold, wet compress for 30 minutes. 
if you do, sorry, 30 seconds. And if you do three rounds of that, uh, generally it really helps to decrease the pressure in the sinuses. Totally. Um, I guess another really important thing is hydration. Just uh, if we think about the the movement of that mucus, uh, dehydration is going to cause thick mucus, you know, so optimizing our hydration status is so important. Um, and on that note, another thing, another kind of supplement, there's, there's a lot of supplements that can be used to help the uh, production of mucus and the flow of mucus. But one of our favorites is N-acetylcysteine, N-A-C. Uh, N-A-C helps to kind of break up mucus and make it more thin so that it can be, again, moving and not causing the, the super congestion and stuckness. Definitely. Yeah. yeah a, few, a, a, a few other supplements and herbs yeah and a stuff. few other supplements and herbs that have been shown to be very helpful for minimizing allergies vitamin c of course it has a balancing effect for the immune system nettles uh especially uh freeze-dried nettles uh has a lot of research behind it showing that it can help to decrease seasonal allergies and then there's other more kind of symptomatic relieving herbs like butter burr which is um often used especially for people who have kind of allergies that affect your eyes like hay fever and, yeah, and also eye bright and eye bright yeah. yes and and so you know i think it's important to kind of distinguish between okay when we use these helpful supplements how is it actually helping to create balance in the immune system versus what is just kind of relieving symptoms because we can look at a lot of the other kind of conventional interventions like antihistamines and things like that which can be very relieving for people who do have the seasonal allergies but aren't really getting at the root cause of the seasonal allergies in the first place which of course these don't really get at the root cause either these kind of natural symptom relief mm-hmm. Right. It's but it true. at least pr- at least allows the body to kind of do what it's trying to do rather than block the process. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So we like them. Totally. Um, so shifting gears again uh, to talk a little bit about nose breathing, which when we're congested can be really challenging. It's like, wait a second. I know my nose is for breathing, but it's all stuffed up. Can't breathe through my nose. Or, oh, I can only breathe through my left nostril. Oh. I can only breathe through my right nostril. Um, so the the interesting thing is that proper, regular, consistent nose breathing practices is kind of the best way to maintain open airways. Uh, so kind of breaking the cycle, you know, of mouth breathing and really practicing nose, nose breathing is, is really, at the end of the day, an important thing to do. Um, but interestingly enough, when we are congested, there's kind of this little hack that we can do to immediately open up our nose, nose passageways. And this hack involves just um, taking a few breaths the best we can in and then out of the nose and then let the air all the way out of your nose and hold your nose and then just hold that exhalation until you kind of feel the need that hunger for another breath and then breathe through your nose and you'll notice it's a little bit more open and then you can kind of breathe normally for you know a few rounds of breath and then do it again hold the air out hold your nose until you get some good air hunger as it's called and then your nose will be a little bit more open and what what what's happening is you're actually building up carbon dioxide in your blood, 
which is a good thing in some in some cases. And you're also building up nitric oxide in your blood, which helps to open up the uh, airways, kind of vasodilate both the, the blood vessels and the airways themselves. This, of course, is good for our vascular system at large, but also, you know, all the blood vessels uh, feeding our uh, respiratory passageways and whatnot. And this kind of helps to, again, just naturally open up the airways. And interestingly, that nitric oxide, you know, there's been some evidence suggesting that that breathing through the nose is actually one thing, you know, we've, we talked about the filtration that kind of blocks and the mucous membranes that block and, you know, attack any invading pathogen. But the nitric oxide production itself is also antimicrobial and kind of kills the pathogens in the uh, nasal passageways as well. Um, so yes, so that nose breathing is really important for, again, filtering the toxins, filtering out the pathogens, killing the pathogens, increasing oxygenation of our blood. You know, when we're breathing through our mouth more regularly, we're more likely to have decreased blood oxygen levels. And that's because the increased pressure within our system that comes from breathing through the nose kind of drives oxygen into the bloodstream uh, more efficiently. Um, also, of course, we talk about this a lot, but when we're, you know, specifically focused on nose breathing and diaphragmatic belly breathing, kind of breathing in through the nose, into the belly, and then slowly exhaling. And again, like practicing that kind of gentle uh, breath hold on the exhale, that's a really great way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps our kind of body relax and our immune system balance, our blood pressure drop, and all these kind of good things. Um, and all these things together, you know, can help regulate the immune system, create that strong filtration system that prevents allergies and congestion. Um, so, you know, the, the, the best thing we can do if we've got a stuffy nose is just kind of work to use that little hack to open up the nose passageways and then do our best to consistently, um, you know, breathe through the nose. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anything else that I missed or wanted That's to add? great. That's great. I mean, okay. you, you got, you covered the, the majority of the benefits. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah, I think now moving on to kind of what we've been alluding to earlier in today's episode, uh, getting at the root cause of the immune imbalances that lead to allergies. And this is so, so, so important. Um, you know, it really comes down to balancing the Th1 versus the Th2 branches of the immune system. Now, there are other branches of the immune system as well. There is uh, T, T regulatory and Th17 as well. So it's the immune system is yeah. very, very complex. Yeah. But to kind of simplify the discussion for the purpose of talking about seasonal allergies, you can consider just for now two branches of the immune system kind of working like a seesaw. When the Th1 response is high, the Th2 response is low and vice versa. And, and just to interject uh, when we're talking about allergies, that's really Th2 dominance. Right. You know? So when, yeah, exactly. Th2 dominance, when the 
TH2 is, you know, higher up on the seesaw. That tends to be the pattern in the immune system when people have chronic allergies. Now, some other conditions that are also associated with TH2 dominance include um, eczema and also asthma, just to kind of, you know, add some more information out there. But there are many practices that can, you know, help to balance out this immune system. Yeah, well, no, I just... (laughs) How can I, I, know, I how can I, I practice? We need, we need to get to the gut health. That's the more important thing. Oh, I know. No, I, I, I think it's, I what, mean, tell me about the practices. Just, well, <laughs> nutritionally. What's the practice? Practice. Yeah. Pra- yes. Uh, if know, we juggling or something. Eat or, cleanly. Uh, do not eat okay. antigenic diet or yeah. You know, like very, uh, highly antigenic diets. Don't eat a lot of dairy and eggs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there are all sorts of kind of supplements that have been studied to downregulate the TH2 response and upregulate the TH1 response. But what's really, really important in talking about balancing the immune system is supporting overall gut health. Oh, I, 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 I beg to differ. I think that the most important thing to balance the immune system is to not be afraid of, quote unquote, germs. Uh, viruses and bacteria are actually... Uh, necessary for balancing the th1 uh, immune response the th1 immune response is is uh, involved with that fighting that bacterial or viral infection um, so people who are in a clean environment and maybe you've heard of something called the cleanliness hypothesis which was a hypothesis has really been proven to be fact you know kids growing up in a sterile environment without pets you know without playing in the dirt etc and so forth um, they're more likely to have allergies and eczema and uh, asthma, et cetera, and these kind of TH2 dominant states. So that was actually the case for me. I didn't have pets growing up. I don't know if that was specifically, I, I would say I was playing in the dirt, but it wasn't until I got to high school and like toward the end of my time in high school, I got a good viral infection. I got a good case of Epstein-Barr, mono, and uh, my allergies kind of went away after that. I kind of was reliant on a vasodilating inhaler and, you know, antihistamines and whatnot and no more. So, of course, now I understand that from a perspective of like immunology and how important that is. But um, in our world today, there's just so much antibacterial everything, antibacterial soaps and uh, hand sanitizers and just this fear of, quote unquote, germs that really drives all these TH2 dominant um, imbalances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's, I, th- I think, that the most important. Maybe, you know, maybe you disagree. No, no, I, I do agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just going off of Ben's outline here that he's created. So oh. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, sorry, <laughs> that, that's distracting us. Yes. Um, we're just having a conversation. Okay, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, no, it's extremely important. And um, yeah, I mean, we also see how kind of um, influencing the immune system with exposure to different types of pathogens can also kind of help, um, you know, states where there's a TH2 uh, insufficiency, which I'm just getting now into a totally different yeah, like, topic. I, I won't go there. But but yeah, you were you so balance. So being exposed to viruses and bacteria and allowing our TH1 branch of the immune system to, to work itself out. And, you know, I think about the immune system as like a muscle. 
It's like we got to use the muscle, both branches, in order to stay balanced. You know, if you're just doing curls with your left bicep and your right bicep's going to atrophy and you're going to be all lopsided and probably develop all sorts of structural issues and pain things and whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's just about exercising the immune system in this balanced sort of way. But as you were alluding to, gut health is a huge part of that because, um, you know, and we'll talk a lot more about this when we get there. Uh, but our immune system fundamentally lies in our gut for the most part. Um, so if we're constantly kind of putting that strain uh, into our immune system from that place, then it causes this systemic inflammatory response that is just going to have a, a strain on the system. So need to be mindful of healing the gut, removing those dietary antigens, like you were saying, diversifying the microbiome, sealing up the gut lining, um, but also, you know, not being afraid of, quote unquote, germs. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right. I think you covered it all, Dr. Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing to add? <laughs> no, nothing else to add. All right. Great. All right. Well, next week we'll be back. We'll c continue going down from head to toe. Um, it, we'll be going down to the throat. Mouth so and the we, throat. And, yeah. We'll be talking more about uh, upper respiratory infections there. And on Wednesday, we'll be talking about uh, the energetic components that can contribute to allergies as well. Cool. All right. Peace and love you guys. Bye Until next now. time.